Welcome back, Mission Daily. It is now Wednesday, February 22nd. If you listened to us yesterday, you heard us talk a little bit about some of the great team members that unfortunately we had to part ways with. It wasn't by our choice. We were basically cut at the knees when it came to revenue. We talked about it was the worst Christmas gift of mm-hmm. all time. Thanks a lot. But I got Stephanie Postles here, and we're going to talk a little bit about how Mission tr- is going to try to cl- climb out of this this hole. And the good news is, is you and I have done it before. <laughs> so many times. The bad news is we got to do it again. Oh, we got to do it again. <laughs> that literally feels like our time together. When I just keep thinking like, me and you together is just climbing out of holes and then being like good for a little while. Like, woohoo. Well, maybe it's a bad thing. This is yeah, a bad what's side. happening here? <laughs> what is happening with us? Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a problem. Maybe, maybe we're the problem. This is not good. Mm, maybe we need to self-reflect and look within. I might be. I don't know. I'm, I'm very well could be. This is not Well, good. anyways, we're in the midst of it. Constantly learning. That's for sure. I will say, I mean, the amount that I've learned in the past like four years is more than I ever would have learned anywhere else, even though if it has been uh, lots of painful moments. So, and Christmas time, Christmas time has been hard every single like for the past couple of years, it feels like it's been hard, but. Now two Christmases ago was, was great. It? What were we doing? <laughs> I don't know. It just felt good. I, I, I can't like how you were pointing at me. Like, but it was better than this last Christmas. <laughs> this last Christmas was not yeah, good. Yeah, no, that was a horrible Christmas grift. Ugh. Okay, so 2023 comes around. We have a smaller team. We have less contracts. We have some other great contracts as well, but we had to make some team adjustments because a lot of our team was supporting yeah. these other shows. I and mean, we just don't have enough money. We didn't have enough money. This is a reality. Yeah. So, I mean, when I will say, when I start to think back about like, how did we get ourselves here? I actually feel like I can say I saw it coming. <laughs> I don't know if you remember me last year being like, we need to diversify our revenue. We need to get away from sales, like not get away from Salesforce, but like they were just too much of our revenue and it was making me feel uncomfortable. And to me, I mean, when I look back at like that lesson, it's hard when you take a lot of money from one person because it's just, it's hard to diversify after that because the majority of your team is spent focusing yes. on that account, those accounts. And so even when you bring on other accounts, you're like, well, still like 70% of my team is still supporting the largest accounts. And it's just hard to get out of that. So I think my thing now, when I look back on that is like, how do you be aware of that when you say yes to any contract? Like, how can you yeah, just be aware of like, okay, what portion of my revenue is going to come from one company? Even if it's like multiple teams within the company, even if it feels like multiple companies, you're still saying yes to the overall Salesforce, which is what we were saying yes to. And that was my biggest lesson is like staying diversified, not only with just companies, but industries, like the kind of sponsors that we have. I mean, I think this can go for almost any company now, but like now I'm like, we need to be in more CPG. We need to be in like, you know, in like government industries that aren't going to be impacted. Whereas so for so long, we've been just focusing on tech, 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 tech. That's who's been our sponsors. That's who've been our clients. And I think that was just a big wake up call. And it's like annoying because I just saw it coming last year. Just like we need to fix this. And we just couldn't fix it quick enough because they had so much of our revenue or we had so much of their. Well, in in what you just said, the one thing I hang, I want to hang on to or bring shine more light on is we were also industry specific, which is I think everyone if you read the news, I mean, it's not hard to figure out. The tech sector is who is getting battered mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. most. The other sectors, like if we were retail hospitality sector, we're on the rise. Mm-hmm. Of course, they face their own problems with when the pandemic happened. Yeah. Point being is if you only service one sector, you will be at the mercy 
of that sector's economic condition. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's a rollback in tech. This is how it is. And so we got rolled back on. When I think back to how we could have done it, there's a there's a lot of different ways I think about because in one of the things of self-examination is last year, even though we were trying to diversify revenue, if you think about it, we were very much so pitching in a sector. Mm -hmm. We basically pitched the tech sector, yeah. even though we wanted, we knew we had a diverse revenue. And I think it was, it's more clear now than it was then. Cause we had a hypothesis that different companies sell the different roles. These different roles have some type of unique expertise or they're going to be interested in a specific type of information. So if you have the audience of the people in that domain, you win. Mm -hmm. And that was a big challenge is looking back on it now. It's like, we, should we have just gone on a bigger limb or made a bigger bet and said, hey, let's create content in other industries. Like we just have to go to another, another industry. Yes. I think it's easier in hindsight. Everything's easier in hindsight looking back and being like, but I, I do think we did start to kind of make those moves a little bit. We started looking into government. We started giving getting on like government contracting websites. Like it's like it was happening, but not fast enough. And I think that- Yeah, the government moves at a different pace. I and mean, we have government contracts right yeah. now, but like it just, it's a very slow process. Yeah, yeah. whole different pace. So yeah, that was one big lesson. Diversification, I think it's important for like, I mean, any business I think could at least- In industry yeah, diversification. Industry, like take a, just take a second and look where your revenue is coming from and just make sure you can give it a good thoughtful examination of like, you know, how do I truthfully look at the diversification of this? Because I think we also justified it a bit to ourselves of like, well, it's different teams who are selling different things and like they feel like whole separate companies within a larger company. No, that's not how to think about it. So that was one big lesson. Um, and some of the big updates, though, that I feel like it gave us kind of an opportunity, even though we have not felt any uh, rewards from it yet. But I do, when all of this happened, along with a feeling horrible and me having to reexamine every part of my life and the business and everything that we were doing, I also was like, well, maybe this is a like a relief where we actually are now getting the like possibly able to get the diversification that we wanted with different kinds of sponsor, different industries, different clients. Um, and so with that, I think even though right now we are still in the midst of it, we don't have things figured out yet. We're still just like trying every single day. I think it opened up an opportunity to reevaluate everything and like get back to the basics to be like, okay, if we were to start all over again, how would we do this? What kind of sponsors do we want? Can we have more than one where maybe we're not just so reliant on one person? Maybe we don't want year long contracts anymore. Um, so it allowed us to, yeah, just think about everything. Um, yeah. Back to like the ground level, which I think was actually an opportunity. Yeah. You're long, you know, you're long contract. Cause I, I come from the SaaS world and it's, it's got its, of course it's got its benefits, but the hidden negative about it is like, you can't sometimes always really tell if your customer is raving fanatical customer. And I know that people in SaaS talk about it and like, Hey, you need to go do OKRs or you got to do, you know, quarterly reviews, or you got to do, you got to do all kinds of things just to remind your customer of what's happening or what can happen uh, with using your products. And it's super important uh, for any, any business that does. So like in the, when you have a monthly renewal game, it's very clear. In my opinion, it's much more clear that things are going well. Cause you're like, you're always trying to earn mm -hmm. it, right? You never stop trying to earn yeah. that next month. And so when someone leaves or cancels their contract, it's usually not, it's painful because mm -hmm. you're always also trying to get more contracts. And so like that thing you just said, where it was like, you know, you might be sitting kind of happy for a long time, but you also might 
not be paying enough attention as mm-hmm. well, right? Because it's so easy to say, yes, this is a great contract. This is a great company. We, and of course, all those things are true. But sometimes you got to look outside to see like what's really happening. But these are some bets we're making at Mission. We are going to be doing forays into potentially. Let's talk about some of the categories we're going into. Possibly children's stories. Really exciting. Uh, Steph, there's some other categories that you're super interested in. Yeah, I mean, Shout yeah, out. kids content is a big one. Um, I think getting into just smaller brands, actually being able to like focus on that. I mean, we've been in this space where because of who our customers are, our sponsors, we've had to focus on Fortune 500 and the largest, largest, largest brands ever, which is fine. But I'm actually interested in like, can we go to smaller brands and highlight them and the founders and maybe Series A and B or get into something completely different like life sciences, which is another thing we're looking at possibly partnering on right now. Um, and the other big, Love yeah, it. I mean, like, yeah, if we can get on that show, ooh, it'll be really good. The other thing that we're doing for the first time ever is listening to what the market's been asking us for, which is us working on their shows. Um, we've had so many people throughout the years be like, hey, can you, can Mission come in and, you know, can you guys produce my show? Can you edit the audio? Can you guys put us into your production line? Like, we don't want to have to hire all these people, um, but we want someone good working on our show. We've always said no to that because we mostly do our own shows. We get sponsors. Yeah. That's the model we work with them. And so this was the first time that we had the opportunity to be like, hey, what if we actually do uh, work on other people's show? How could we make that work? How could we make it fun for us? What kind of partners do we want to work with? Um, And so we uh, basically, we have a company called Sagan.fm. We haven't really been using it for the past couple of years. It only has like one contract, one account who's been over there. Uh, but for the first time, we're going to start actually promoting that and possibly taking on new clients as long as they're a good fit and we are aligned with the other person's mission and the kind of content they're spreading. We are open to working in a white label fashion. So that's also something that I don't think we would have gotten into unless this big shakeup happened. I don't think we would have been like, hey, why not? Let's try it. We, we, we know so much about like how to make a good show, how to make great like YouTube content, how to do great growth and like actually grow podcasts, grow YouTube video content. Like we're so good at it and we can scale up and down so easily. It seems like a no brainer. It's just one that we were like, didn't need to take. And so we didn't explore it. So now we are, which is great. Yeah. The, the one thing that was pervasive, I would say in all the conversations we had whenever we got, because we were kind of like not wanting to be compared to other, uh, let's, let's call it, production service companies where it's, hey, I'm going to pay you a fee. You're going to produce my podcast. It's my talent. It's my IP. It's my everything. Um, but you're going to make it for me. And we had long shied away from that because, well, truthfully, we didn't really understand. It. Not that we didn't understand. We thought we knew about it. And we said, man, it's really a lot of work for how much they're charging. Something's not right. We don't want to be in this market because every single time we talk to someone like that, they would ask us why we cost so much. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, I don't, I'm not trying to lower my prices to meet where, you, where you're at. But then we found out how little these production service companies did for their mm-hmm. customers. Like, like all they do basically is edit the audio. Oh, yeah. We're like, That's oh, just like a piece. This is not good. <laughs> yeah. like there's 100,000 million other yeah. steps that you actually need to focus on. Editing audio is just one of them. Editing audio in our production line is a small, fra- it's a very important part of the process, but it is a portion of the process, less than 50% oh, yeah. of total labor. In fact, the biggest percentage of labor you're going to have as anyone. So anyone out there thinking about starting a podcast is actually booking. Mm-hmm. Booking is your biggest booking problem. Booking good people. I can tell uh, you before you ever begin. I'll put that in there. Good people. Booking <laughs> good people is the biggest yeah. problem. 
So the constant coordination, the cancellations, because the reality is, and despite what everyone out here thinks, if unless you're a super famous person, your podcast really isn't that important in someone else's day. Mm-hmm. So they're going to push, cancel, or whatever they'll do to your recording. So that leaves you and your team always scrambling for guests. And without consistency, this is perfectly fine to share there, but you need consistency to have any chance of being a good show. Yep. If you are inconsistent in your publication, you will not become popular. So now you have a publication problem, consistency problem. And that's where we found the best levers to pull for our clients, which is we have a pool. We're connected with a, like every PR agency in the world. We yes. can pick and choose who we want to try to slot onto shows. And that's pretty exciting stuff to do. And so we're excited to offer our version of white label service. So for anyone who's out there doing a professional podcast that needs more, let's say, I don't want to say high profile, but yeah, higher profile mm-hmm. guests consistently, give us a shout. Yep. Yeah. Super excited about that. I mean, excited to see where it's going to go. Once again, we don't know where any of this is going to go right now. We're still in the middle of it. So talk to us in about maybe, I would say two months and we'll get back on here and give an update. I think that's the amount of time we need to know like what's actually happening for sure. Um, but yeah, we have quite a few people who are lining up right now for Sagan.fm services. So we'll see where it goes. Um, any last updates go. before we hop off here? No. You know what we should do next episode is talk about why. Because climbing out that we joked about at the top of the show, climbing out of a hole is so hard to mm-hmm. do. Yes. And we both just did something to kind of recharge our batteries a little bit because we know we're about to climb yeah. hard. Let's talk about how important it is to kind of get perspective on what's important to you okay next episode we will see you all there Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.